When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bulls Jackson. 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 The correct Jordan Hare Stadium time is 9.08 p.m. Central. Your digital audio device is tuned to the Orange and True podcast, harbored by the friendly folks at collegebagnolia.com. Greetings, salutations, truther and on. Orange? Orange and True and on. That's what we're calling them. Uh, it's me, Sunder Crow 2 on Twitter, at Sunder Crow on Venmo. Call me Crow. To one side of me, the rumor monger recording this podcast at Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for the Sun Belt, as in the conference Auburn has never lost to, unlike some other people. Several other schools, uh, especially one that's paying a coach $100 million. But I mean, they don't. Money doesn't count much. Apparently, inflation's really hit College Station because they paid App State a million and a half just to come down there and get and beat them. Uh, so they were out two million dollars in terms of a check they paid Jimbo and a check they gave to App State. Um, to the other side of me, giving you the full Fort Payne ASMR, you're paying extra money for. It's the AU chief. Knock knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Orange you glad I didn't say banana? Perfect. That's the that is it's downhill from that joke. Guys, Auburn soccer is just on a tear of not losing matches. Four that's <laughs> good. Oh, four oh and four. Um, hadn't lost, haven't lost a game this year. Um, haven't given up a lot of goals either. I think we've given up three goals this season in eight games. No, no more than one in any given game. I want to say yeah. three or four goals in eight games. Um, last week they beat UMass Lowell. Again, a team that I learned about on this podcast last week. Crow, what's uh, their mascot? Oh, what is their mascot? Dang it. I oh, see it on. in one eye, in one ear, out the other. The Rivers. That's right. It was cool. I knew it was cool. The Riverhawks. I wonder if Homefield has a either Riverhawks t-shirt. A, a local UMass affiliate or a Arena League football team. It's or a really team close. Like Coffee Town's playing on one of those Coffee Town high school videos. <laughs> it's really close to uh, the 1980s TV show Silverhawks. Oh yeah, Ryan. Have we talked in that? We haven't talked about Ryan to Ryan about how TBS used to be the channel after oh, school. Boy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Ryan ever. I mean, Ryan didn't live when through that. When I was that. growing up, they had, they used to show the Braves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they had never showed the Braves when Ryan was on. Yeah, that was a, a Peachtree TV, Fox Sports South. Ryan that probably was, doesn't know what the television show Wings is. Oh, there's no way. And I couldn't remember. I can't remember if I liked Wings the TV show or Wings the Paul McCartney band more. I like them so much. Yeah. Or Jag. My gosh, Jack. <laughs> what a great television show. All right. Uh, 
Sydney Richards from Plano, Texas, two goals in that game against UMass Lowell. Grace Sklopin. Sklopin? Have we heard it pronounced? Sklopin? I don't Sklopin. know. Sklopin. Sklopin. Oh. Like Chopin. Also two goals. Wait. How many goals did we score in this game? No. Sorry, I'm misreading the no, no, no. Two in the season. Got it. Okay. Maddie Simpson had her second goal of the season. Olivia Candelino had her first goal of the season. There were four goals, four different goal scorers. Well, Maddie just, Simpson is the only one with a, with two goals on the year. We really uh, just spread the goals out this year. Um, yep. Uh, everybody's been focusing on Anna Haddock, and she's gotten a lot of these assists, just kind of dishing it off near the net. She's really crushing it on assists. Like, yeah, Anna Haddock is a really, really good soccer player, yet unranked on top drawer soccer's top 100 college soccer hmm. players, which is interesting, which is odd. Um, yeah, outshot UML 25 to 5. That is a yeah, only five of those for the Riverhawks were, or sorry, only two of those five were on goal. That is Manchester City versus Watford. All right. And then Auburn goes up to Bammerham and ties the oh. Samford Bulldogs. A draw 1-1. Oh. Uh, Maddie Simpson has, has a goal. Her third goal of the season. Farge possesses an advantage again. We are playing some tiki-taka soccer under Karen Hoppe. Ryan, you should look that one up. And it is – it's paying off is that for the story Auburn. about the, the mongoose that fights the cobra? Uh, that's Ricky that's Tiki Tabby. Yeah, Ricky Tiki oh. Tabby. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we all do. <laughs> no, but uh, Tiki Taka is a brand of of football that is most notably played by this was played by the Spanish national team and Barcelona under Guardiola, in which you just pass the ball a trillion times in the game mm-hmm. and never let your opponent ever get it. Famous Kiwi uh, movie director as well. Uh, yeah. Taika yeah. Watiti. Yes, there you go. Um, yeah, that's over soccer. Both goals in that game against Sanford were in the first 15 minutes. I mean, they kind of right back to back in the uh, 13th and 15th. Uh, so nothing really came out of the end of that game except for all, a lot more chances for Auburn. Um, like it was worth Sanford watching just because. Those, but what's up? It was worth watching because, I mean, the Premier League took the weekend off. Yeah. In memorial of Her Royal Highness the Queen. And so, Dortmund had a rough one on Saturday morning. God, they really did. That was horrible. Oof. Dortmund, Dortmund doesn't have nearly the back line that Auburn does. It's allowed a lot more goals than... <laughs> yeah, than yes. um, yeah, it is. It's been tough. Uh, next week, our ladies... SEC play. Start conference play. Yeah. On the road... Against on a Mizzou. Friday night. Yeah, on a Friday night. Friday Night Lights against Mizzou at 5 p.m. on SEC Network Plus. You'll be in town anyway. Get on down there. I mean, this is at Mizzou, in, though. In Como? Uh, I mean, yeah, if man. you're in, if you listen, yeah. Van Allen, Take Plexico. Take jet and uh, fly. <laughs> I know Van Allen, Plexico lives close to Como. Get down to the game, my guy. Or you hate Auburn. That's that's my challenge. They do rent you. jets out of the uh, Auburn Airport. Just uh, net say. jets. Uh, I don't think it's net jets. I think it's off brand. <laughs> like flyer cool. War Eagle jets. Uh, web yeah, web uh, 
Web. Uh, it's like the Coliseum brand jersey. Web wings. There we go. Web wings. Web wings. That sounds horrible. Um, web wings. Shout out to web wings. If you want to sponsor the podcast, come on in. We're happy to have you. Uh, Mizzou lost to North Carolina. Number one, always. I feel like Carolina is always top five in women's soccer. Um, they've only scored multiple goals twice this season in seven matches. So this might not be the offensive slugfest that you might be hoping for. This could be – hopefully Auburn keeps possession, which kind of seems like what their plan is. Yeah. This, this might look like an uh, Iowa football game. Might be higher scoring stats though. for both teams. Yeah. All right. That enough. That enough. Uh, association football. We're gonna move on to American football. Yeah, I figure so. Anything else? All right, guys. I I really think people should be watching this Auburn soccer team. They're uh they're worth they're worth the watch. Um. All right. Don't write on. anything about them, crew. No, I won't. And it, and I I know that they probably are like oh crew doesn't write anything about us anymore. I know it's because it's a curse. If I do. If I write about it, it'll be po- – I want to write an article after they win the national championship. That's the article that I want to write. Yeah, um, you should write it. Knocking. You should write oh, it, though, as if it hasn't happened yet. Oh, you want me to just have it in the hole, like an obituary? <laughs> no, no, no. Person? I mean, a- afterwards, just write it like like you oh. haven't seen them win the national championship. Talk, Make yourself seem really smart about how good everything yeah. is. Yeah, make a fake tweet from, like, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, I predict go. Auburn is going to win. Yeah. Um, all right, we are moving right along. Do we want to talk about? We don't want to talk about the game this past weekend at all. Yeah, Auburn won. That's all you need to know. Um, yeah. I mean, 20, 2017 Mercer, whatever that year was with Jacksonville State, whatever that year was, that other time we almost lost to one of these teams. Oh, it's the same San year. Jose. Jacksonville State. To San Jose. Yeah, 2015. 2015, <laughs> San Jose State. What was the year we almost lost to Vanderbilt? Twenty uh, sixteen. No, we have lost to Vanderbilt twice. Uh, Twenty sixteen, we started John Franklin here. third and should have lost to him. Oh boy, yeah. So this is a game, kind of. It's gonna. I'll chalk it up. Okay, how about this one? Twenty nineteen Southern Miss. I'm gonna chalk it up to that game too. Uh, sure. Was it nineteen? Was it? Yeah, it was nineteen. Uh, What's pouring down rain? Or was that 18? Yeah, that's the same year we lost to Tennessee. Yeah. Is it 18 or 19? That would 19? be 18. Oh, that's 18. 18. So, so it would have been 18. Anyway. We sound great right now. Anyway, it's another one of those where we underperform and it doesn't re- necessarily reflect on the rest. Mike. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those games. I know games. a lot about this San Jose State game in about two months, I think. Hey, here's it. Here it is. Last Indeed. year, we almost lost to Georgia State. And we weren't losing to Georgia State bad. We weren't good. But we weren't no. Georgia State bad. Last year, we was, almost lost Georgia South State Carolina. and then turned around and beat us the next week on yeah, the road. In Baton Rouge. Yeah. Something we hadn't done in 21 years at that point. So. Well, you know what we haven't done in a longer time span than that? Wear orange What's, jerseys. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. We can talk Anyways, about that. Anyways, uh, do we want to introduce our guest here, Chief? Uh, sure. Uh, we've got some dude uh, on the line from Penn State named uh, Cody, I believe. Uh, and uh, <laughs> who's uh, <laughs> may or may not be uh, related to me through marriage. How does that work when you're married to sisters? Anyway, uh, 
Cody is uh, is a Penn State alum. You can call me crazy fan. It's okay. Okay. All right. Get right in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's, yeah, he's, we're going to ask some questions. He's going to talk about Penn State a little bit. Let us know uh, uh, we're up against this weekend uh, before we try to talk ourselves into a convincing win. So of course, I'll mute myself rousing. for that part. Yeah. <laughs> Real rousing introduction, Chief, but probably for the best after I may or may not have doxed a uh, fellow coworker at College Mag last week. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I won't be giving Cody's email out live on uh, the air. <laughs> All right, Cody. So it, it's year nine of James Franklin at Penn State. Yes. He's been there like as long as because Gus was at Auburn pretty much. He's been there since just about the last time you guys lost to Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. right around, yeah. Right around yeah. then. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I was trying to think about that today. Uh, I was like, man, he's he's been there a while. I was like, has it only been five years? And I was like, wait, no, longer. And then okay. when I saw it in the notes, I realized it's not. Yeah, yeah we, we don't count the first two years against him. But yeah, so he's been there for seven real years. Okay. All right. When, when you're when you're working with 65 scholarships, we yeah. give you a pass. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Uh, what do you think about Bill O'Brien? Um, he's very creative in his profanity. <laughs> All right, that's the kind of hard hitting facts we like on this show. And he will punch a windshield if it oh. comes to it. Oh, you know. Okay. Good, was it, was it good guy. No. Oh no. It was. Uh, <laughs> he he was doing a radio interview at Penn State, and they asked him about Joe Bots, and he said they make him want to punch a windshield. And they said, "Have you punched a windshield?" And he would not comment. <laughs> no, no comment. Wow. That's uh that special assistant at, uh, is what wait is he the OC at Bama now what's he doing he is the OC at Bama no, it's it's, uh, it's top boy is the title top boy. top boy best boy <laughs> uh, all right so I think we have real questions for you now yeah yeah we got, we'll get a little bit into it the the last or not the last four years but four years pre COVID Penn State was you know looking like one of the best teams in the Big Ten in the country forty two wins in four years. Uh, Three New Year's Six Bowls. Um, but then the last two have been a little rough. You know, mm-hmm. the COVID year, you know, you kind of give people a pass, right? But then last year wasn't uh, the best either. I think it was a seven and five. Um, so what's the, the relationship with James Franklin now? Is it, oh, we're just getting back to the standard this year? Or is it kind of some concern that maybe things are on the downturn? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, well, from the fan side, we we just gave him that big contract. So we are not, I mean, there's a few people out there that have been questioning, but they're also the same ones that have been questioning him since he got hired. So you kind of wonder if there's a, 
ulterior motive, whether he's just not Penn State enough or what. But um, the COVID year, Penn State took that maybe a little more seriously than other places. Uh, they did not have a group like the units didn't even get together in person. Uh, the team, they did not have a team meeting all season. They had them outside in the practice field and they had the entire practice field broken off into uh, six foot squares of orange tape and stuff. And kids had to stay in their square unless they were running through a drill. Like at the end of the year, Franklin said he probably hadn't spoken with half the team that season. And he's, if you know anything about him, he's a relationship guy. So 2020, it just was a team. And there was a few unnamed bad eggs in the locker room that, you know, when things go downhill, they, they brought it further. But last year, last year was a, a lack of depth at quarterback away from uh let's go with that um the backup quarterback last year during the iowa game uh was so soft-spoken that the offensive lineman couldn't hear his snap his uh snap and so we had i think five or six false starts in the first two series with him until they went to a silent count in our home stadium or i mean it's an away stadium but like it wasn't that loud. He just, they, they realized he just wasn't ready for the moment. Yeah, right. And, and then Clifford played with, uh, you know, I, they said they were cracked ribs and internal bleeding the next week against Illinois. <laughs> Great. Uh, so needless to say, he didn't really run in a, Sean Clifford, who doesn't use his legs, is about half, maybe 40% of what you want in a quarterback. Um, When he does have his legs, there's always a little bit of a threat. And he can make make a move here. You know, the term, I believe, is sneaky athletic. Um, You know carries it takes his lunch to work and everything yeah coach Um, coach on the field yeah could you know albert has got some experience with a guy like this and he's a quarterback for oregon he could play slot play slot receiver for you know bill belichick that kind of guy the kind of guy Um, that would say things like you you wouldn't mind your daughter taking this bringing this guy home (laughs) oh no yeah he's already if if you watch a broadcast this year he's already a businessman an entrepreneur that's all unbelievable Uh, is he healthy this year i I feel like he's one of those guys obviously he's been around forever but it seems like he's always hurt just enough to be hurt but not to not play you are exactly right and they have been taking it easy on him um though i i think part of the reason they're taking it easy is because of the kid behind him who is has everything that Sean Clifford doesn't. Um, he has an uncanny feel for the pocket, which if you watch the Auburn game last year, you realize Sean Clifford lacks. Um, 
And he can, I mean, the kid can throw it. There's maybe five kids in the five college players in the country who would be on the same level of arm talent. Um, I can think of like two and I'm going to guess there's a few more, but as a pure slinger of the rock and pocket passing quarterback, he's extremely good. Uh, he played any in, he uh, has in the last mop up duty last week. He, he played one series, uh, in the Purdue game early before coming in a little. And then in the game last week, he played for four series and scored three touchdowns against the, uh, starters of Ohio. Um, he now granted, I should clarify one of those touchdowns was the other five-star freshman on offense going 48 yards on the ground. So there are, I did account this today to prep. There's 27 players on in Penn state's too deep that were not playing that did not play against Auburn last year. I do all the snap counts. So I check that. And, uh, of the 44, there's 27 new guys more. If you count the specialists, um, and a lot of the, there's seven freshmen that are rotation guys. Uh, another five played last week, but I have a feeling they're what we call a yellow light, which is they're ready to play, but we're going to try and redshirt them unless something happens. And that's where all the hope is. If you're asking about 2022 expectations, I think the rational fans are saying like, Hey, let's go nine and three. Let's maybe contend for 10 and two. See if we can make a new year six. And, you know, say thank you for your 22 years, Sean Clifford, but, uh, we are, we are ready to see a little something new. So, I, I mean, nobody's going to say that we, uh, like, if you ask me, I expect us to go 15 and 0. Um, I can see us, you know, I can argue a way into finding a win in every single game. Sure. Which you guys will do after I get off. Yeah, that's, uh, um, but I think rationally we're, ex- we're expecting my hopes got bumped up from nine and three to 10 and two, because I wasn't sure about Manny Diaz as a defensive coordinator. And after, Why? well, his last now granted his last few years as a head coach were pretty rough defenses. And it always seemed that he required elite defensive ends to get his work done. But in the last couple of weeks, Penn State is just, I mean, it's all out pressure. Uh, if TJ Finley can stand in there, take a hit and find the open guy, he's, he's going to make a couple big plays. <laughs> well, I, um, I can tell you he's going to stand in there. Um, that's very true. He, he might take the hit. <laughs> The, the finding the open guy, he's he's maybe just sandbagging. Maybe he just is waiting to do it. All right. I watched a lot of Texas. I watch a lot of Texas football, for better or worse. And just the Manny Diaz era doesn't 
It's not like it's not remembered fondly by the horns. No, that's that was part of why I was like, ah, okay. But um, the BYU as of, game, especially, I think the BYU like, he got fired right after the BYU game. Yes, like, I remember that game because they gave they up, ran for like four hundred yards, didn't they? They gave up two hundred and fifty-seven yards to Taysom Hill. They fired him. Like, on, on the flip side of that, he he gave Gus like oh all yeah, kinds of fits. he gave like, Gus hell. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he. We'll see. But as of right now, his uh, his philosophy is meshing with the skill talent that Penn State has right now, which is, ex- I mean, let's put it this way. Penn State has never had a first-round draft pick as a defensive back. I, in, I, the, I was, in the history of Penn State football, we have never had one. Interesting. According to the cornerbacks coach who is also the defensive recruiting coordinator and this was an off the record quote that he just gave to uh, uh one of those paid you know two four formerly two four seven writers right uh he thinks that he has three in that room right now jeez yeah they're not yeah, all transition because there's, there's yeah. one that I saw on a couple different mocks. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, yeah. When uh, you got a guy that can shut down a whole half of the like field, yeah. it's it's kind of makes it easier. Make me feel really old. Yes. <laughs> um, hey, I'm a I'm a yeah, Steelers yeah. fan. I grew right. up with Joey Porter. I remember those chicken legs. Yeah. Um, but his son is six foot two. The reports, the lo- the report coming out of high school um, at one of those all American camps was he had thirty five and a half inch arms, which that's that is Joey Porter. that's ex- that's good length for an offensive tackle. And yeah, I mean he he just is length galore. He was running a four 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 five uh, his freshman year, so. You know, that's the last time he really had to go through the intense testing. And he just he's he he's physical. He's learned to be a little less handsy this year, which he's had one P.I., but it was questionable in my eyes. He was fighting for the ball in the end zone and they called him for a P.I. where in my eyes, he had his he had as much right to the ball. But he is going to just stay in the area and reach out and just get his hand on the ball. And he's dropped two picks this year. Go for it. I was going to say, is he more of a shutdown guy where uh, offenses just aren't really looking his way at all? Or is he a ball hawk Uh, turnover kind of guy? He is not a turnover guy. He dropped two this year. That hit him. He made the he made the break. He got his hands. He beat the deep wide receiver and he dropped it. Well, I mean, but he is he. Purdue went at him. Purdue targeted him. I think it was twelve times. He allowed two receptions for like twenty yards, and he had six PBUs, which according to PFF was the highest they've charted since. 2012 or something like that. Um, he just 
he's, he hasn't shown yet that like ball hawk, like, Oh, if you throw it there, it's going the other way. But it's one of those where if you throw it there, he's either making the quick short tackle, which is something he learned growing up. I'm sure. And or it's just not getting to the receiver's hands. Um, another couple guys in the secondary Jair Brown, he's a safety. He taught, he had six interceptions last year. Uh, he is someone that I have noticed teams so far this year have kind of thrown, thrown away, but he is being used in that just all over the field. Um, he'll play deep safety one rep. The next rep he'll be up at the line of scrimmage in Penn state runs a uh, quarter package where they put seven DBs on the field and he plays the middle linebacker role. Um, so far he has blitzed on all but one of those reps, but there's always the threat that he will show blitz and then just pop into a shallow zone, right? Right in front of the mesh point. Um, uh, the other side of the field is a young kid, Caleb King, and then another state, the safeties rotate the deep, the corners rotate. We probably go, there's five corners and four safeties that just, they just rotate, stay fresh. And that is the heart and soul of the defense and the whole team. And what that allows Manny to do is just the front seven don't have, they just go. He's, he's sending a ton of cover zero blitzes, uh, a lot of some, you know, a lot of cover ones, but he is very rarely only sending four. Uh, even in their third down package, which is three linemen, linebacker and seven DBs. Last week in that package, I saw him send seven guys four times and they got incompletions on three out of four. And the fourth one was a, uh, didn't make the first down. So TJ is going to have to stand in there and make quick decisions. Uh, I heard an interview over the summer where Manny Diaz said that college quarterbacks usually aren't good enough to make the right read. So he's going to not give them time to get there. And that's just his philosophy at the moment. So until we run into someone who will do it, which, you know, there's a couple of them, but that's the defensive side. I'm, I'm curious to see how Auburn attacks that this week, because if you've seen the first two games, Auburn has kind of shied away from the wide receivers. Um, yeah. A lot to, to running backs, tight ends, uh, but not really going, uh, you know, downfield, pushing the ball to the receivers. So and with that being I'm, the strength of the Penn State defense, it seems obvious what Auburn's going to be trying to do. Um, more of the same. Right, right. And as of, you know, two games in and then all of last season, the one, one of the things that that secondary has shown is they will, they're not Deion Sanders. They'll come up and actually lay the lumber. They'll make a tackle. Um, one thing that this game is going to be is one of Penn State's first appearances on CBS, which will soon become their neck, their new home. Yes. But what you may not realize as a Big Ten fan is that CBS games are interminably long. 
Um, <laughs> and you will see ads for shows that you're, you swear nobody watches. But apparently they're the number one news show on TV. Um, how will Penn State handle just the length of the game? Like it will just go on and on and on. Do they have the uh, the stamina to make it through a Penn State um, 30 kick? I'm, I'm not too worried about stamina simply because defensively they rotate so many guys. The heat will, you know, be an issue. Humidity. Shouldn't be that hot this weekend. Weather's going to be really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Low 80s. Compared, compared to State College, it might be. Sure. But um, I'm sure they're – I'm sure they're cranking the heat and throwing the misters in the practice facility, <laughs> you know, whatever Utah said they were doing. But um, I think the bigger issue for that will be uh, the there's a lot of youth, whether the focus, because they're going to be in an environment like they were in Purdue and I'll give Purdue props. That was one of the better environments I have seen Purdue produce in my 15 plus years of watching big 10 football. Like they, they went out there and they actually tried to make a difference. It wasn't Auburn. It wasn't Ohio state, but it was, it was a good break in for these freshmen. Um, and focus more so than physical stamina. I mean, I've never really seen a game under the Franklin era where physic, where Penn State got worn out or conditioning wasn't good. Uh, that strength staff, they're about as good as there is in the country in regards to like speed, explosiveness, and endurance. And on that uh, note uh, about the team, it seems like what he's done there is is the same thing that um, oh, what's his face was trying to do up there in Oregon before. Now he's at Miami. Uh, um, Chris Ball, yeah, yeah Chris Mario Ball, is where he, he just he's like, well, okay, I'm just gonna do what I did at this SEC school. Only I'm gonna do it in the Big Ten, and I have more resources at Penn State than I can ever have at Vanderbilt. So you yeah, know, he, he's, oh. I- Absolutely. He's, he's, he never like in his history, he never crossed paths with Saban, but he's doing the whole, here is what a offensive lineman number should be. And they, they have the triangle numbers, the height, weight, speed. They have, you know, they're, they're doing these individual coaching drills where they're making the lineman jump. Uh, They call it a triple broad. It's a standing long jump three times consecutively to uh, test their explosion. Uh, they're making them do like flexibility drills, but um, they, there's definitely like in finding players. Yeah. There's very, very few guys that don't hit their numbers. And all of those guys on the team are the late ads. One of them, uh, 25 Daquan Hardy play, is our slot. That's all he he's slot corner. Um, and he comes in for the Sam linebacker and he just, he has been lights out in his two seasons in that role, but he was the kid that was the all everything in high school, but he's a generous five, nine. Mm. 
and they didn't offer him, didn't offer him. He went to States, won his state championship. They didn't offer signing day. They had a scholarship and they're like, Hey, do you want to come? And he just, he got the offer. What signing days on a Wednesday, he got the offer Tuesday night. He was committed. I think third, he was one of the first ones to submit his paperwork Wednesday morning. It feels like Auburn has been in some more recruiting battles with uh, Penn State than uh, yeah. I, I've seen, and and uh, like I've noticed that Penn State will be in, uh, you know, the top five of a lot of guys that you know most of them end up going to like Georgia or Alabama or something like that. You uh, they're still making the list there. Yeah, you'll see. Georgia has been a real pain in the ass. It's it. I mean, tell me about the last. That. Yeah, the yeah. La- yeah. Well, the last. Life. Yeah, the last few years, it's been one of those deals where Penn State is like the first one in on this guy. Yeah, they get a commitment where they get them like, okay, they're they're definitely coming here, and then Georgia swoops in and is like, hey, we like you, and ta-da. Yeah, but, that, that's the only issue with getting into uh, the whole <laughs> recruiting against these SEC schools is that the you'll think you got a guy, but then he ends up just. I'm looking at the Penn State roster right now, and you got. Three Canadians. You got a kid from South Africa. Oh, and it's yeah. The South African kid is strong as a bull ox. Um, there's two guys on this team that are both squatting and lifting like 750 plus, and he's Jordan one of Vanderberg them. from Van, yeah, good redhead. Um, uh, there's no such thing, but he's a redhead. <laughs> Um, but one name that, you know, some of your fans probably know is, uh, from down in Pike road, Mm. his, we call him Trey Wallace is Harrison Wallace, the third, and he's in the 2021 class. He played a little bit last year, but kept his shirt. And last week he got 12 targets. He led the team in targets, led the team in receptions. Uh, he's probably rotating in as the wide receiver number four, but the way Penn state runs their offense, there's four wide receivers and two to three tight ends that, uh, really, that they'll go, you know, 11 personnel, 12 personnel, 13 personnel, uh, 22, you know, but those receivers and tight ends are just, going in and out and six to seven guys is the heavy rotation. And he is, he's in that rotation. Uh, and he's an athlete. I mean, if you watched his high school, the dude can, the dude can ball. Uh, his basketball film was incredible. Uh, Guys of six one six two should not be putting it between their legs and behind their back with such ease mm. on a dunk. But uh, so he's a name that is probably someone in the audience is probably gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, I know that kid." <laughs> uh, what last uh, last? Oh, sorry. I thought I'm gonna try to get us to a break here, right? But <laughs> last last couple of questions. Uh, it, it, what do you think? Penn State's uh, biggest weakness versus this Auburn team might be? Uh, the defense up the middle. Um, on Defensively, the, the weakness is inside the tackles. Um, 
uh, both of our Mike linebackers. This is their one's a redshirt freshman, one's a redshirt sophomore. Neither have had playing time until this season. Okay. Um, the sophomore's a little bit ahead of the curve on reading defenses. The freshman's a little bit ahead in athleticism, and they just go back and forth. The uh, defensive tackles, there's a pair of them, a pair of defensive linemen that have been uh, out for the first two weeks for no given reason. Um, it seems like it might have been discipline, but it also could be injury. Franklin doesn't comment unless it's season ending. So the most you'll the most you'll possibly get is if it's season ending, he'll say it's a knee or it's a leg. Um, but they've been in street clothes for both games. They haven't been out at warmups, which is consistent with they didn't travel to the away game. And that's what has me kind of thinking discipline rather than injury because a right. few injured players did travel, especially in the veterans. Um, and Penn State, in our, there's just not as many big, big boys up there. So uh, the defensive tackles are, you know, we have a kid from Florida who's about, who's incredibly quick true freshman, but he only weighs 275, 280. Another starting one, they list him, I think, over 280, but that's probably during peak bulk before camp starts. Hmm. Um, but our big and our biggest, baddest defensive tackle is 10 months removed from a uh, ACL tear against Iowa last year. And He's he's back. He's showing very good explosion, but they have limited his snaps to a Jordan Davis level. I mean, I think he got 19 or 20 snaps last week. I'd have to check my chart. Um, okay. And he he's the big guy. There's another uh, Hawaiian descent guy who is from Devon Ellis from Maryland. And He's big. He's not going to be the biggest threat on getting through the line. So they've been running a defense where the goal is to get in the backfield. And if the offensive line can push them upfield and let them through, but just direct them away from the gap, the running back will have a lane. Um, they're playing a very, it's a very attacking defense. So, that kind of fits perfectly with tank Bigsby who gassed us last year. So there is, there is a healthy amount of respect and fear for him. So I expect it will be emphasized, right. but there's only so much you can do. And on offense, the weakness is just consistency. Mm -hmm. uh, the offensive line has a few breakdowns every game. And the hope is that they don't, end up in something too bad. And even Just if the offense, I, I can only well, dream of that. <laughs> you guys might be, you guys might be in 20, uh, you know, earlier Penn state, you know, we did give up 10 sacks to temple one year. So we know, <laughs> uh, we, we, we've been there. We, yeah. we have, we, if you ask any Penn state fan, their number one concern is always the O line. 
Well, and Franklin should be. Uh, has quit even trying to promise it will be better. He's just saying oh, he this this off season. He just kept saying, "I'll let you decide." If well, it's we better. went we went about six years without recruiting uh, 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 prep offensive linemen, so we uh, yeah. we can feel the a, pain. It was a fascinating strategy, and it didn't really work out for us. Yeah, well, yeah, got, got one guy the, fired, might get another one fired too. Yeah, if you uh, it, if you ask certain Penn State fans. They just forget they all we ever can get is offensive guards. We have no tackles. Hmm. However, our left tackle this year is it's his first year. He's replacing a guy who was a mock mock to the first round. And I think maybe got a little bit of that in his head because hmm. he just you could see the lack of effort all season last year. And it has been a plus in the left side. We're not worried. The, uh, he has shut down none none of Bama standards, but they're sending everything off that side, and he's looked good. He's looked consistent. Right. But the right tackle, if you send speed to the off the right edge, you're going to get home. Power, you're not going to get through. But if you go speed, you got a fast guy going off the right tackle. We've been putting our tight ends on that side to cover him up and give him a little help. But if if he's on if he's open and the guy lines up in a wide nine, our quarterback better just start climbing the pocket right then. All right. You got a score oh. prediction for us? Um I will hold you accountable for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm think I'm thinking it's gonna be something a little bit similar to what the Purdue game was, uh, which if you watch that, that ended up 35-31, where Purdue scored on a pick six, and Penn State probably uh, should have had another touchdown in them. So the score, I think, is going to look a little bit closer than what maybe the game in my mind. So I'm, I'm going to go with 34 20. How's your guys' field goal kicker this year? Same guy. Same one from the last five. Okay, so it's the younger brother. He's coming off an ACL there. So. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's not the older brother of the guy that's behind this guy who should have been our kicker, but it is, it is the, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'll go 34-30. Uh, uh, similar, just similar gameplay. But uh, on that note, it does remind me, if you want to have a good chuckle, uh, Penn State rotates their on their kickoff specialists. We have a lefty, but uh, our backup punter is the other kickoff specialist. And he is the largest human you have ever seen kick a football. That's great. He, he is listed that. at six foot six, 285 pounds, and that is 30 pounds down from what he arrived. And when he stands next to our list, when he stands next to our listed six foot eight offensive tackle, that's a reserve. There's not much difference. I think they under list him on height. Does, does he play small forward for the basketball yeah. team as well? Or? No, no, he, he he's a, he, it was very fun watching him in high school because he was about, you know, listed six, six, three fifteen. I think was on the light end. Oh my God. And he would bomb it. 
and then he would run down and make a tackle. Um, <laughs> he has not had to make a tackle yet. He has, uh, Penn, for the most part, Penn State's special teams is their theory, philosophy is just get the touchback and can't be consistent in our field position. Um, so he hasn't really made a tackle, but Penn State, I personally am hoping that he does at some point this season pull a Joey Julius of several years ago and just blow someone up and go viral. Um, but he's someone I always, I don't watch the ball. I just see if he's going to run down and hit someone. Yeah. It needs to be a transfer portal target for the Auburn offensive line next year. Yeah. There we Yeah. Yeah. He could no, hey, we tackle. could use a tackle too. <laughs> uh, all right, Cody. Uh, I don't know if you want to. Did you, did you want to tell anybody uh, how they can find you online? Uh, given, nah. Uh, Penn State text. Nah. All right, there we go. Keeping it secret. Uh, low key. I don't. I, I mean, true insider for Penn State. Yeah. Yeah. I have heard you guys dox, so I'm not. I'm not going. <laughs> uh, I don't want Ryan too dox. many people hold me to accountable. You can. Uh, yeah. You can find him and guess if you know who he is on the uh, on Penn State uh, message. Oh. Yeah, you'll okay. you'll be able to figure that out. He's yeah. not what Cody is, what Romano. Is the Penn State version of the bunker. Is there one? Ugh. I don't know um, if you know what the bunker. Do you know what the bunker? Bunker is, is a vile place where people talk. About no, we don't. Penn, so Penn State has the Black Shoe Diaries, which is SB Nation. Yeah. There's the two four seven, and then on three, which uh, I'm members of both. On three just got the uh, former chief editor of 247 Penn State. So gotcha. um, there's a rivals, which I have never ventured into. That's, um, that's what our, our the bunker is our uh, rivals message board. Well, the, the and it's not good. It's it probably the, bad. The thing with the thing with rivals is they were the OGs. Yeah. So all the old heads just kind of stayed there. So in Penn State's case, that means that's where all the Joe bots live. Gotcha. And I don't venture there. And then sure. if you really, Sounds really want, yeah, if you really want to see something egregious, just venture onto the Facebook page. Oh my God. Yeah, I bet that's um, imagine. Yeah, yeah, I'll pass. Or, uh, <laughs> or Penn Live. The two of them are the, the two where people just say the darndest things. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, the face, the Facebook is forever. Yeah. And, yeah, man. That's where you see a lot of people that are against the coach and they give a reason that just makes you kind of raise an eyebrow and look at him and then look at them and think about what is different here. Hmm. So yeah, Facebook and Penn live. Don't I wonder there, there used to be a, there used to be a Twitter account that was called Penn live comments and they just would pick out the most heinous and ones that made Penn State look bad yeah. as a fandom. And luckily Penn Live went behind a paywall and reduced that. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> to make people pay to be racist. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta pay to cuss someone out. Ugh. Well all right, Cody. Thanks for coming all on. Right, man. Uh yeah. That's uh, the most you. informative piece we've had on a, another team. That's real sports podcast. talk. Real sports talk. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, so we're going to go to commercial. Stay quick. All right. Break. Bye. Bye. Adios.
And we're back. I don't know where we're at on this pod. A couple hours at this point. <laughs> Feels like. Guys, what do you guys think? I mean, we just heard Cody run through the entire thing. Well, it does. Um, I don't like that about the defense being so aggressive. That is. Uh, no, we need them to play nice. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's not. That, that doesn't instill confidence. Well, hey, uh, if, if they're aggressive in attacking the receivers, that's fine, though, because that's we, yeah. we don't do anything with receivers. Anyways. It's true. It's that's true. true. Attack yeah, them just, all they want. Don't worry about the white guys yeah. running, kind of staying, sticking kind of close to the line. Don't worry about those yeah. guys. Yeah. And uh, don't worry about number four. He's uh, he's he's harmless. I had an offensive yeah. line coach slash OC in high school. They used to say defense cheats. Like, gentlemen, the defense cheats. <laughs> he's like, they can move around all they want before the snap. We can't. They cheat. Like it was all about the defense cheats. Mm-hmm. They would just stand still. It'd be a lot easier. <laughs> um, he used to yeah. just smoke cigarettes, chief. In his, in his 1998 Dodge Ram and just sit there before practice, just ripping heaters and just making a pile of cigarettes right outside the driver's right side door. Never so cleaned good. them up. Never. There's just the pyramid. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Tank is a big key to this game, right? Um, He's the key to the game. Tank, uh, Hunter, Tank, Austin. Yeah, yeah, just the the running backs in general. Um, Robbie Ashford running the ball. I, I think it a lot depends on how much the offensive line can do. Um, I, I will un- also say T.J. Finley scored a zone read touchdown last week. It's, it's true. I'm unconvinced by the offensive line. Still, uh, I don't think they're horrible. I just don't think they're. They're not mashing people down. It's not that. Yeah, they're not going to run. They're not just going to pancake. They're not road graders. Yeah. So uh, that. Curious how we're going to block that uh, kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That is tough. tough. You know, Anders Anders is a big, big dude, too. He's just not, you know, that bulky. Anders is really tall. He's tall. yeah. Yeah. But he's not. I don't know if he's eighty-five pounds, and he's definitely not two eighty. He's a big dude, though. He'll lay he'll lay the wood on somebody, though. He has a few times, right? Yeah. Him and Daniel both did. Um, uh, No, no Stephen Clarks, but no, well, nobody is. Um, Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't expect us to throw the ball a whole lot. Part of me thinks, you know, we kept it pretty vanilla this last week. On purpose, um, you know. I don't think we're trying to hide too much. We're just not. We weren't trying to do too much. And the that, last guy we're still here, Robbie Ashford, be starting quarterback. And we'd run the wing tee the entire. Oh game. yeah, buddy, that'd be fun. <laughs> and that's then, what Gus would do. Manny Diaz would totally shut down. He would shut it down. <laughs> Manny Diaz really did at Mississippi State. He really did kill Gus. It was. Uh, it was bad. I mean, even with Cam Newton, he held us to what seventeen points. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm optimistic. I, the one thing we didn't ask Cody about was the, the home field advantage. I, I think it's going to be rocking in there. It's not a night game, but I don't really think that that matters for this. It's the first big game of the year. It may be our last, one of our last CBS games, guys. Yeah. This would um, be one of the last times we get to hear Gary God. Danielson talk about whatever. 
I didn't check the schedule, but I have to assume this is the only SEC Big Ten game. So this, or on the uh, CBS schedule at least, and this kind of acts as a de facto handover, doesn't it? Yeah, it right. This is the passing of the torch. To we the, can we hand off the young Sheldon promos to the Big Ten. Uh, <laughs> like goodbye. You stayed too uh, too long. So, sorry, Big Ten fans, but this is NCIS your Las Vegas, <laughs> America's uh, hottest drama. <laughs> is it? And then yeah. you look at the ra- you look at the ratings, and it really like legitimately it is the non the top non NFL football shows are all CBS shows, and you're yeah. like I don't know one person that watches these yet. Everyone's watching them. I don't. Yeah. God, um, I can't wait for NCIS Indianapolis. But... NCIS Indianapolis, actually, Home of the Colts is there's Liam. Bum, 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 yeah. um, bum. There's probably an NCIS office there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got to be realistic. <laughs> is there? Look, when I when I think of the probably. Navy, I think of Indianapolis. The, the N is for Navy, though. I know, but my 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 buddy has been stationed all over this great country in the Navy. So unbelievable. Uh, See the world, I guess. Yeah, he's he's from Indiana originally. Actually. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I, you know, that that home field advantage gives us something. Um, we might be wearing orange jerseys. So uh, <laughs> I seriously I doubt it. All blue, no. blue. I hope we do wear orange jerseys, blue pants. I love all blue. I love uh, this podcast is staunchly in the wear alternate uniform. We all yeah. die. Oh yeah. Camp. I, you know, I I understand. <laughs> Look, I I do understand. This is like a old school two traditional football teams like okay i i understand wanting both to be in their tra- i mean we're playing the like traditional uniform uh university right like i i their universe their uniforms haven't changed and um they look they're good looking uniforms and you know yes they just are wearing white you know like practice uniforms oh, just, oh they look all right i like them um but it, you know i i understand not wanting to do create something crazy for this one game in particular, but um, any game? I mean, come on. Uh, but imagine had we worn orange last weekend against San Jose State, played like that. We never got see the them. dub. Never see them ever again playing like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it, a better I, question about that. So the superstition is one of my favorite dumb arguments. But I look, I I have some superstitions. I'm sure. But the better argument about this from the superstition point is, what if we had opened the season with them on against Mercer? Do we then have to wear them? them. Yeah. Do we got to keep wearing them every game? Uh, Yeah. I I, I doubt we're doing orange jerseys. If we did, I mean, that that place would be uh, an absolute bear pit for the first several possessions. It would feel Um, like a night iron bowl uh, for the first quarter. Yeah. and But, I I mean, I think it's going to be – pretty the students are, will be up for this game which is really the the driver of of, of the noise and that and that they've place. been a lot better than the alumni for sure in the first two hey, I, hey I, were I gotta out, give it and, uh, i gotta give it to them i mean they 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 emptied out some um after halftime this last game um but they they stuck around and and the stadium was a lot louder uh than uh I you'd want it to be against San Jose State in the <laughs> in the fourth quarter. Um but we needed it. Yeah, but we needed it and 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 I'll give it to it. I mean students stuck around for it. 
I, I think they're going to be absolutely amped for this game. It'll be one of those where if you don't get there before sunrise to wait in line, you're not going to get the seat you want. Um, and um, I mean, as down as everybody was after last week, I, I just I, I don't think that's going to affect our crowd this next week. Um, the team will feed off that energy, uh, and it, it just depends on. Uh, I mean. Honestly, I kind of think it all depends on whether this secondary can keep from getting picked apart. Yeah, um, yeah Clifford was 28 of 32 last year, uh, not exactly known as a high completion percentage guy, so that that can't happen again. Yeah, and I, our secondary is worse than it was last year. Um, I mean, lost from a first-round corner. Yeah, again, and, and Smoke Monday. Yeah, he gets on from the, the team. He was ejected from the game last week. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, the thing that makes me mad, I want to win this game for Jacoby McClain, even though he's no yeah, longer man. on the roster. Yeah. But last year, him getting ejected so, is one of the yeah. turn the game, and I am not going to be like we lost because smoke because Jacoby sure. McClain got ejected, but we kind of lost because Jacoby McClain got ejected. I mean, it, and he's, we lost because we threw a goal line fade on fourth down. Oh, Ryan. Goal line fade or should be outlawed. Should outlawed. Yeah, uh, it's not going to be on fourth and two from uh, their 35. Back to your – I mean, we at least threw a ball into the end zone. Back to your point about Zacoby is I think we've kind of learned um, through a couple games this year that he was definitely – the guy last year. Yeah. I mean, we already kind of knew it, but we thought the other guy was just as much the guy, and is maybe not. I think miss you, Zacoby. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not the kid here, Britt, making some plays for the Bucks uh, last night. Oh, the Bronco. The Broncos just missed a very makeable field goal that would have won them the game, and they are going to lose by one to the Seahawks. So, um. How do we feel about TJ Finley handling pressure? Bro, he he has the only guy on the team that has ever started a game. True. Well, that's not true. He's the only guy who's played for us this year who has ever started a game. All right. Well, yeah. And he is the only guy that I trust that the coaches think can run the entire offense. Much geniuses those guys are. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> They, the offensive brain trust, if you can call it that at Auburn. Mm, mm. I I said this I said this with Gus and Joey Gatewood eventually, and with John Franklin the third, is that look, we all want to see these guys play because we saw their highlight tape in high school and they look sure. awesome. We are not at practice. Yeah, and we Hell think yeah. these quarterbacks are playing poorly. We aren't getting paid five million dollars a year to to assess quarterbacks you would think that the guy who is getting paid five million dollars a year could find a better one well, than those three if he's already on the roster if well, he's not yeah, on yeah, the yeah, roster yeah. like if zap calzada really was better than these two that we've been putting out there he'd be playing he'd be playing yeah no, unless he's like solid. i don't know it's just, it's just unfortunate like, that court sandberg doesn't have eligibility left right way like if, if if we find out that calzada I don't know, did something that made Harson mad or whatever, that'd be dumb. But 
This is not a doghouse situation. This is I a did, he didn't win the job. I did find myself thinking it, uh, for the first time last game, thinking, Phew, I could go for a little bow next right now. Oh, but then boy. I but then I also thought but then if we're in the exact same situation with him, it's full meltdown mode. So he's oh. playing anyway. Yeah. If, <laughs> so, if let's say both started that game there, last, last week. Right. Maybe we don't get to that point if he's there. So you We got to that point so, against Georgia State. Oh, uh, we sure did. 365 um, days ago. This needs to be the Tank Begsby 30 carry game. It's yeah, kind of treated yeah, him with kid gloves so far. Carry the um, and it gets Mercer and San Jose. I mean, that's kind of what you would expect, but he should be carrying the ball a lot. A Wisconsin yeah. level. Often. A Wisconsin well, amount. We've got I, I Not think Wisconsin we have... that loses to Washington State though. We have three very no. good backs, and and I think sure, but uh, all, but there's one of them, them right now that is oh. all SEC caliber. Sure, yeah, yeah. Tank's playing oh, super well. He's playing yeah, yeah. better this year than he was last year. Oh well, that doesn't take a whole lot. He's cutting. He's, he's making those cuts that you saw him make his freshman year. Yeah, all right. He is. This is a this is a contract year for Tank Bixby, and he knows. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think uh, I think every everybody, I think we're all in agreement that. And we all believe that anything, this game could go any number of ways. Any number of ways. We could lose by 40. Um, we could win by 10. I don't know. Yeah. Anything could happen. I will say that the prediction of 34-30 had me uh, real curious. Of like, if, if Auburn's offense looks oh, capable in this game, 30, 30 points. points. Yeah. But the defense gives up 34, or even if it's a pick six, like yeah. uh, I think it was in the projection. Like, that is a set of takes I'm not ready for. <laughs> like, if, if it's like, oh, Auburn looks good, was confident. But couldn't close it out, or yeah, you know, what, whatever could, could it is. It Sean Clifford really just uh, went bananas and and uh, right. and and torched. Like I, I, I don't even know how I'd react to that if we looked well, that, that's, that's that's actually, actually go out in either way more than Auburn losing a higher scoring game. Just because I, not that it can't happen. I just I, I'm not prepared for that. Yeah. Well, I uh, when he said 34-30, I was like, damn, we're gonna score thirty points. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I uh, mean, <laughs> yeah, extend Harson. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, I I mean, all the predictions I was seeing in our Slack were, were all like seventeen to three, eleven to seventeen, like stuff like that. So, uh, uh, I, you know, I I could see that. I could see it being a high scoring game. Um, I mean, you if this is big if if you can cut down on turnovers, I, I mean, I. Couldn't we score that many points? Um, it we just can't throw it to the other team, um, and this team is going to make that difficult. I think um, more difficult than we the last. Some year. sort of explosive plays, which we haven't really done this year. We've thrown as many interceptions this year as we threw all of last year, which is not great. Um, There's one passing touchdown, and yeah. Sorry, I don't one path to time to receivers. I, I know that uh, I know that Crow is, would be <laughs> wants to see more passing touchdowns. I don't care. I always yeah. touchdowns. Don't care. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the, just just simply do not care. Uh, I want to score thirty points want, a game. I want Oscar Chapman oh, sure. for uh, a sixty-yard score here. I'll be clear. If we score thirty points, I will not complain about how we got them. Look, this game I, reminds me a lot of the twenty sixteen Clemson game. Except that I don't Boy. think we are as good as that 2016 Auburn team, but I don't think Penn State is as good as 2016 Clemson. 
either. Sure. So I think, and that game was a pretty unnervingly close, slow, low scoring affair. Um, and so I'm thinking we might see something along the lines of that. Yeah, I could see that. I, I, I mean, that Auburn, that, that Clemson team had Deshaun Watson. I mean, that was, we, we lost that game 19 to 13. I'm, I'm that's, hoping that's more what I'm thinking about. I'm like an I'm, eighth year sophomore Hunter Rainbow, I think. Do we yeah. know, has uh, Clifford won at Ohio State before? I guess we should have asked Cody that uh, earlier. Can check. Um, at I, the I'm shoot? Just, I I'm just wondering how, how he's going to handle, I mean, it is going to be loud. Uh, and it's different. I know he's, you know, used to a loud crowd at home, but it, Wisconsin it's has a big stadium. Who else has a big stadium? Michigan has a big stadium. Michigan. So I don't I'll, know how loud I'll, Michigan is. I'll pull gets. up his game logs. I'll go in reverse chronological of uh, okay. some big sites. Oh, wait. So last year at Ohio State, 35 for 52, 360 yards, touchdown. Holy smoke, 52 um, passes? Good they were Lord. losing. Yeah. That's, that's Crow's Wisconsin dream. Last though, year, 18 of 33, one, uh, 247 yards, one touchdown. Uh, at Michigan, and well, I'm going to throw out 2020, uh, so back to 2019. Uh, no big road games there. Oh, at Ohio State, 10 of 17, 71 yards. Yeesh. Now we're talking. I'm hoping we get that, Sean Clifford. But we <laughs> well, have to that, also that, be that. That guy's a freshman. Ohio so, State. Uh, yeah. I, I, Ohio State. I, yeah. I mean, home gives us an advantage no matter what. I, it, it just does. I mean, we've beaten Alabama and Georgia at home. Uh, so um, years that we had no business doing. Iron yes. Bowl. Right. Last right. year's Iron Bowl is, is another example of like we had no real business being in the lead of that game going into the fourth quarter. And I, we were. I, I really think we're just we're dealing with two teams that you don't really know much about. One has a, a very experienced quarterback. And I I mean, I'm just getting hot just guessing they have a better offensive line than we do. Um, and um, it, that may be a wash. I, I don't really know. Um, but I just. Just remember TJ Finley as a starter has taken a lead against the number one team in America and the Heisman trophy. Winner it's true. Into it's the true. fourth quarter at Jordanair stadium with no leg. Tucker Gray. Like like with one leg. leg. What'd you say? You're talking about the number one team and the Heisman winner. Uh, you're talking about Tucker Gregg from Georgia State, right? No, I'm talking about Bryce Young, uh, Ryan. And the other guy. So one of my favorite things that Auburn fans do, guys, I'm just, just real quick. My favorite joke series is my making fun of our own fan base joke series. Auburn fans love nothing more than discrediting an Alabama Heisman winner. Like if Alabama's well, kid wins the Heisman, it really is, we, he really isn't that good. He's not that great. I I don't. I, I, think that's, great. I think that's only true with with Mark Ingram, who did not deserve to win the Heisman. I, you must not keep up with Bryce Young slander. Well, I mean, again, just like uh, Mark Ingram, not the best player on his team that year. Yeah, yeah. The other, <laughs> but also really player. good. The other guy sure. on the other side of the ball. So. Yeah, but Will Anderson plays a position that disqualifies him from winning a Heisman Trophy. Well, it shouldn't. It I shouldn't. think he'll be in New York at the end of the year. I think he will too, but I will go on a, out on a limb and say Will Anderson does not win the Heisman this year because he oh, plays well. defensive end. 
Ndamukong Su did not win the Heisman either. Because if they didn't give it to Ndamukong Su, they will never give it to a defensive lineman. Yeah. Because that's the most dominant player I've ever seen outside of Cam Newton in college football. Yeah. You couldn't get a playoff against it was I, that that incredible. that uh, Big Twelve championship game that Texas should have lost. I, I think that was the problem is that he didn't. I mean, he was playing for Nebraska for one thing, and he was you know didn't didn't make a dirty, real impact he was dirty on people until all get out. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, dirtiest player ever. Uh, At uh, least until the next season. Yeah. Well, well, uh, back, <laughs> back back to this game. Uh, you know, I think we all think that. I mean, I I think we'll win. I I don't have a good reason to think we'll win, but we will. <laughs> I don't really have a read on it except for that. This there's a lot all the narrative of like Harson has to win this game. You know, he's on the hot seat. You win this game, there's a very clear path to a good year. This is a huge recruiting weekend. Yeah, you win this one great environment. Some of these guys come on board. It's it's a narrative changing for his entire career, uh, fair or not. It just is. Um, you lose this game, and then you're staring down the barrel of having to beat Missouri and LSU to not be uh, uh, three and two going to the Georgia and, and not get fired during the bye week. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you, you've got to get out of the homestand four and one. And you really need to win this game to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I this is maybe the toughest game. I, so that may be a little unfair, but I, I just think you've got to, got to do it. Um, it. Just being able to say you split and the home team won both games with this series right. is good um, for Harson in particular, but just for Auburn in general. Um, I, I don't think any of us have a lot of conference pride, so I don't really care about that. And um, no, I, I actively enjoy other SEC teams losing. Yeah, yeah, I want them all to lose. That's why the S stands for Sun Belt. Uh, yeah, I'm actually was, a huge uh, Sun Belt fan. I was the huge. world's Conference biggest Texas them. fan on. Uh, on I was a giant uh, Texas Saturday. fan on Saturday and a giant App State fan. Maybe even oh, a bigger dude, App State fan. Biggest, biggest App State <laughs> fan in the world, right here. I almost State, on App State. Marshall, Georgia Southern. My high school, uh, 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 a high school classmate of mine played at App State, so big, long. I go way back with App. Uh, <laughs> I will. I'll tell you this right now: if Auburn wins this game, we are going to have to prepare ourselves for twenty twenty three Brian Harson. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean, for better if we or win worse. this game, I think we. we <laughs> Gain a little momentum, gain confidence. That that helps you go into that Missouri game. And you win this game, there. and there's a there's a path to eight and four. Brian yeah. Kelly oh, yeah. is the coach of LSU, so that that gun there's a path to nine game. and three, Ryan. Um, and you just, just it gives you something to build on. Nine and three. It, it, it wipes away all the bad memories of this past weekend. Um, right. and, and that I mean, it's hard in the moment. It's really hard for me. I know. Uh, we, I personally have a shorter leash with Harson than I would have with Gus. Um, and because he's not likable, he's no, an unlikable well, person. Well, it's just, and we just don't know him. Like, we knew Gus was for better lack of a better phrase, he was part of the he was a family member, he was part of the family. Uh, so, uh, 
you know, that he we doesn't all have, do a Gus impersonation. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> well, I it don't just really sounds know. like Fort Payne because I don't really know what Brian Harson sounds like. I couldn't do a Harson impersonation. Doesn't he doesn't have a, a real like accent at all? Um, the I think it'll wipe away that bad feeling and, and it, it, it gives you perspective when you realize, oh yeah, I mean teams have bad games. Like everybody's casting doom and gloom for Alabama at this point or making fun of them or whatever. But I, I mean, they may they may not lose another like may not lose a game this year. <laughs> Even though they look like crap against Texas, so um, and they shouldn't lose a game. What well, yeah. one game shouldn't define you? I'm sure that's what's been preached to practice all week. Um, you know, I don't. What I don't, did he say? He said something like, "I'll never say that a win is a win." So apparently, he took it hard. I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> which is I mean, great. I don't. I don't think the team would be happy with how how that went. Well, it's the opposite of the guy who's currently at Central Florida's. Oh yeah, this isn't this isn't the end of the world rhetoric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I this think isn't the end of the world. Man, if this guy could just win some games, I think he'd endear a lot of a lot of people just by being kind of a abrasive person. Just because I think a lot of people got tired of the that of the folksy, folksiness, yeah. folksiness of Gus. Um, Gus was as folksy as it gets, which yeah. Auburn might need folksy because Pat Dye was pretty folksy. He was, but he was also, we could be abrasive. So there's a little, little bit of both. And Bruce um, Pearl's not folksy, but he knows when to turn it on. He knows when to turn it on. Uh, he is, he makes good Take use of people with uh, large pocketbooks. Here, right? Well, uh, yeah. And, Brian, and he gets everybody. The difference was that all of the students loved Love Bruce, yeah. Because he figured out a way that, like, look, even if the boosters hate me, if I can get the thirty thousand people who live here you know, on campus to love me, you know, be a riot I always found I, I always found that most students like the head football coach, except for the ones that are extremely online, online, like, yeah. But but in a not in the way that everyone's extremely online now, but they're they're like on the yeah bunker. But any, anyone with account. access to the bunker, any student with access to the bunker, always with their dad's head coach. Right. Yeah. And uh, and the uh, <laughs> just the regular students always love the head coach. So, yeah. Um, All right. We'll do basketball schedule release with Will next week. Yeah. And we will. We will see you guys after an Auburn win. Keep on cocking. We might have to do a live a live episode if we actually win this game. We'll oh, see. oh, don't don't tease that with uh, James at the tailgate. We might have to do a Twitter space with James at the tailgate. Oh, All right, have a regular weekend. <laughs>